Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. From its embassy buildings to how it conducts diplomacy, the State Department has been on a modernization drive. That also includes its information technology. The Bureau of Consular Affairs has been working to consolidate 90 systems into one system. That effort is known as Consular One. It's not going all that great, and for the latest, from the State Department's Office of Inspector General, Vandana Patel, a senior information management inspector. Ms. Patel, good to have you on. Thank you for having us. And Lisa Piasek, a consular inspector. Ms. Piasek, good to have you on. Thank you very much. All right, let's begin here with the fact that this project in some form was conceived back in 2009. And we know sometimes federal IT projects take a long time, but what's going on that here we are 11, 12 years later and they're still working on it? Yeah, so we actually have reported on Consular One Modernization Program over the last couple of years, in fact, Tom. For example, in our March 2016 audit report, at that time, our audit team had reported that Consular One had failed to meet performance goals since 2012. And later on in the year, we also did an OIG inspection of the Office of Consular Systems and Technology, which is the business owner for the Consular One Modernization Program. And at that time, we also found that there was issues regarding no Consular One components had yet been deployed. Our inspection, the one that we are speaking about today, we found that since the 10 years that the Consular One modernization effort has been underway, there's only been a very limited pilot that was done of one component, and that was also done to six overseas posts. However, we found that there seems to be an issue with continued delays and missed deployment dates for a lot of the other components under the program. And we found that there's multiple factors that have caused these delays in regards to the Consular One modernization program, and they can be grouped in five different areas. We found issues and deficiencies in leadership, management of resources, communication, project management, as well as the information security management. Yeah, that covers pretty much the gamut of things. And just to help set the scene a little bit, the Bureau of Consular Affairs deals with overseas operations, or where do they live You know, within the State Department? Sure. So the Bureau of Consular Affairs is responsible for doing passport issuance and also at our overseas embassies and consulates handle services for Americans. They also assist with uh, visas for our foreign citizens. Now, within the Bureau of Consular Affairs, the Office of Consular Systems and Technology, known as CST, like I mentioned, serves as the business owner for Consular One. All right. And also, if you would maybe review some of the functions that they're trying to get under one unified system that are related to those particular missions. Yeah, so they are working on, they have five different pillars uh, that have different components to try to focus on the legacy systems and to modernize those services that are provided. For example, one of the components that we mentioned earlier is the eCriba. It's to handle the electronic childbirth records abroad. Other components are looking at the visa operations. They also are working on modernizing their systems to handle online passport renewals. Right, and that's supposed to roll out in the coming year, correct? Correct, but what our team found that there has been some delays in regards to moving forward with the deployment of that particular component. All right, maybe we'll come back to that in a moment, but let me ask you this. Often these long-term modernization efforts have a prime contractor. In the case of, say, the IRS, over 25 or 30 years, they've had a series of prime contractors. What's the situation with respect to the contracting portion of this whole program? So contract management was actually not part of our inspection scope. However, with that being said, the staff resources within a consular systems and technology office is heavily contractor staff. 
So we do feel that contract management oversight is likely a contributing factor to the delays with consular one modernization effort. However, we do have future OIG work that's in particularly going to be looking at the contract and seeing if they are in compliance with federal regulations and department policy. We're speaking with Vandana Patel, Senior Information Management Inspector, and Lisa Piasik, a consular inspector, both with the State Department's Office of Inspector General. And getting back to those five deficiencies, I mean, security, program management, communications, management of the program, and the top one is leadership, which I guess affects all of the others. What is the leadership issue? Is it turnover or lack of attention or or what? It actually had to do with the definition of how they are defining the Consular One program. But more importantly, as our report indicated, it had to do with staff and management accountability. And I will let Lisa speak to that. Yeah, we found in looking at CA operations that leadership was just not holding its managers and its supervisors accountable for either the deployments, the misdeployment dates for uh, the Consular One project or for the failure of these products to meet quality standards. The reasons for this are varied, but CA really needs to do a better job in you know, making sure that these things are kept on track. And so to date then, they have deployed a single component at only six places out of a potential, I guess, 80, 90, 100 overseas. What is the one piece they've got partially done? It's called the eCriba. It's the electronic childbirth abroad records. Um, That is the one component that has been piloted to six posts at this moment. Okay, so a pilot at six posts then is really not deployed in the sense that it's a operational system. Does it have an ATO to go State Department-wide or is it just right in testing at this point? They are pushing forward to do a deployment 2.0, which is was scheduled uh, during our inspection. We found that it was supposed to be uh, released later on this year. However, as our report indicated, there are some delays regarding the various components with the consular one modernization effort. And the passport online system, that's really a strategic piece for the State Department, and now it's got the attention of the administration has put it in its uh, better service to the citizen plan, you know, as part of the president's management agenda. So where does that stand now, and what could hold it up for deployment in 2022? As our report indicated, OPR was planned release date of December 2021. However, it has missed previously release dates. So we are under the impression right now, as our report indicated, that it is delayed. Right. And they're saying it's going to be sometime in 2022 after some online testing. Are you confident that that will happen? That's a question that we can't answer. Our report was strictly looking at the consular one modernization effort and the delays and the causes behind those delays. So we cannot comment on that. Okay. Well, maybe I'll make an opinion when I write a column about this. But let me ask you this. Given all of these situations, these five major contributors to delays and maybe perhaps contractor problems. What were your major recommendations here to the Consular One project people? Yeah, so our report actually had 11 recommendations to identify the causes that were reported in the report. For example, some of our key recommendations address leadership issues by asking the Bureau to clearly define the Consular One modernization program to include its components, projects, supporting contracts, as well as the associated total cost. We also recommended that the Bureau hold managers and staff accountable for performance and deliverables for the Consular One in accordance with our department standards. Um, Additionally, we also had a recommendation that looked at the Bureau's leadership 
and asking them to review the deployment schedule for the Consular One components to see if the schedule was actually achievable and will meet the Bureau's goals and mission. And does the Bureau generally say, yeah, you're right about all this? Yes. So they agreed with our recommendations. Of the 11, eight of them, they are considered resolved, meaning that they are working towards addressing those recommendations or the intent of those recommendations. Three of them are considered unresolved, where during our compliance process, which has started with the issuance of a report, they will be reporting back to us on what steps are going to be taking to address all of these. And just a question, maybe you can address this, maybe not, but a lot of agencies that have these overarching, large, visionary programs in place have turned to the Scrum, the 90-day sprint, the agile development methodology such that they can deploy small modules, and over time it adds up to total automation or modernization. Is that something they're trying to do there or something you recommend that they do? Yeah, so they have a systems development methodology underway. They're doing traditional methodology as well as agile. So what we found is that while they have this methodology in place, as our report indicated, there are some areas regarding project management that could be improved. Um, For example, we noted that there was lack of documented management approvals, and there was also some attention that needed to be placed on developing a central retention for project documentation for Consular One. And what have they spent so far in all of this since 2009, or maybe it was re-baselined or redesigned in 2011? Yeah, so what we found is that since, like we mentioned in our report, uh, there were some various information that was provided to us regarding the contracts. And also there seems to be a lack of clarity regarding the definition for the Consular One modernization program. So our team was unable to really determine the total cost for the effort with position, with precise amount. Um, but we are saying in our report between 200 to $600 million have been spent on this effort. Yeah, so a pretty wide range of possibility. And for all we know, it could be twice that much. That would be something we think our future OIG work would be getting into and hopefully getting that answer. All right. Vandana Patel is a senior information management inspector, and Lisa Piasik is a consular inspector, both with the State Department's Office of Inspector General. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with a link to their report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.